0: welcome to your favorite f-word podcast where we dive deep into conversations around food fitness feelings with the occasional fuck thrown in we're your hosts sarah and nicola owners of paradigm nutrition and performance nutrition coaches besties and most importantly humans
1: this show is for coaches self-growth oriented folks active humans, or anyone looking to deepen their understanding and relationship with food, movement, and themselves. Thanks for tuning in, and we cannot wait to share this space with you. Hi, hello, and welcome to another episode. We are feeling very salty, at least over on my end of the world. Nicola is
0: fucking a huge grain of salt right now.
1: I don't know why. So instead of trying to figure it out and self-regulate, we're going to talk about boundaries today. (laughs) We are going
0: to talk about boundaries today. What the fuck are they? How do we set them? Why do we avoid setting them? You know? All of the intricate things that come up with the B word,
1: the big old B, and it will most likely, I don't know, spiral into a rant and a rage at some point, potentially for (laughs) just prepare yourself, buckle up. This is a very,
0: um, like I'm usually the one that's like a little bit unhinged. So y'all are going to get unhinged Nicola today and it's going to be great. It's really enjoyable
1: well depending on what side of it you're on that's true Um, but as our lovely listeners there'll be no shade towards you hopefully (laughs) hopefully um okay (sighs) well where do we want to start well I'll just take a grounding breath over here okay um well I mean in our little our cute little outline we said what are boundaries so Sarah why don't you tell us what they are (laughs) I didn't google it (laughs) I
0: didn't Google She's the dictionary just
1: definition.
0: <laughs> I mean, boundaries, it's funny because we talk about them all the time um, and it's definitely like a buzz trendy thing right now of like, oh, you got to set boundaries, blah, blah, blah. Um, but when it comes to boundaries and especially like what they mean for me, it is really just about regulating and managing my energy and my emotional space. It's really kind of setting up Systems or setting up the situations that I need to have happen to be able to regulate myself, to manage my energy, um, and keep myself from completely unhinging.
1: Mm -hmm. And I think like if we were in a vacuum, it might be easy to put those boundaries in place. But there is, along with the B word, the C word, which is communicate, and just communicating (laughs) the boundaries. This is what really is like tricky and really hard sometimes.
0: Communicating them them and upholding them, right? Ooh, the U word. (laughs) Upholding, yes. We have, there's so many, I mean, setting a boundary for ourselves is one thing, but when that boundary involves someone else, um, that is where it gets, it can get quite messy and it can be uncomfortable as the boundary setter. It can be uncomfortable on the receiving end of that. Um, So we're going to discuss those intricacies today um, and kind of reflect on some of the boundaries that we set in our own lives that are beneficial to us um, and some of the ways maybe we've navigated some of those uncomfortable situations, conversations.
1: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, At the beginning, you mentioned that for you at least in your definition boundaries were a way to like manage or regulate your own personal energy so why don't we start there with like talking about like how and why setting those kind of like boundaries for ourselves can help us do that for sure you got thoughts well I was gonna say for you like when you talk about like your energy like what do you actually mean by that like what are you protecting by saying yes or no to certain things I'm
0: protecting I guess my physical energy. Um, so an example of a boundary in that would be committing myself okay. to, th-
1: are you freezing? Am I freezing? Uh Oh, yeah, I didn't, t- you
0: froze. Did I freeze? Oh, I'm getting the whole, your internet connection is unstable.
1: What I didn't freeze it?
0: on my end though. Fuck. I think we're good. Okay.
1: She's going. Okay. Well, <laughs> maybe that rewind. not <laughs> <it won't. laughs> you were saying
0: I was saying when I'm talking about energy part of that is physical energy Um, and so a boundary example would be committing myself to things on weeknights I just won't do it because I need to protect my sleep Mm -hmm. that would be an example of protecting my energy Um, mental energy is going to be things like social media um, certain conversations um, certain people Mm -hmm. boundaries around either limiting my time or um, limiting my interaction with those types of things that drain me emotionally. Um, That's mostly what I'm referring to when it comes to like navigating energy, I guess.
1: Yeah. 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 That makes sense. And I'm sure like within that, it's like taking care of like what has to happen with work and things like that. Um, And I think when we talk about like protecting our own energy, we're talking about it in like a very multifaceted way. Like our energy is in so many different domains and generally our boundaries look different in a lot of different domains. Like we might have boundaries around socializing, like you said, with certain people Mm -hmm. um, whereas with other people we might be or activities, we might be willing to be a little bit more flexible. And so the whole process of like setting boundaries really comes down to checking in with your values and your real like needs in order to be able to prioritize something, optimize for something, or just like at a baseline level, take care of yourself.
0: Absolutely. We did that episode a while back on energy management. Mm -hmm. um, And that one would pair nicely with this conversation because we talked a lot about building that awareness around your energy, right? And where, where do you get energy from and where do you find your energy being drained, Um, So those are great pieces or places to start when we are kind of considering boundaries that need to be set either with ourselves or with others.
1: Mm -hmm. And also like, this is all fine and like nice to say, But when it actually comes down to figuring out like what those values are, I think for most people, if we haven't spent time figuring that out or even like really checking in with what our needs are day to day, it can be a little bit of an experimentation process and flexing that like boundary setting muscle here and there just to see how it feels to go about that process and what things come about it from like saying yes or no to X or Y. Or I mean, sometimes it's not as even like explicit as that. Sometimes it's like adjusting your environment or um, adjusting like your own mindset around different things. For sure.
0: Yeah. Um, When it comes to boundaries, what, I mean, why are they beyond managing energy, I guess? What else are some like benefits of it? I guess where I was thinking about that was I think a lot of times when it comes to setting boundaries, especially, especially as women, we see this because women tend to be people pleasers and tend to be fixated on how others are perceiving us, um, which could be an entire conversation for another episode. but um, we can have this kind of preconceived notion that like setting a boundary is selfish or Mm -hmm. is letting someone else down, right? Um, But when we set a boundary, when you set a boundary, you are doing yourself and everyone else involved a favor at the end of the day. Um, Even if it may seem not like that in the moment, especially when you're communicating it to them or upholding it, ultimately it benefits everyone because it allows you as the boundary setter to show up better um and show up more as yourself.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I mean like I don't always want to bring these conversations back to work and coaching, but we have very specific boundaries around like the times in which we'll respond to clients, the platforms in which we want to communicate with them, and when they're not upheld. I know for myself if I'm not in like the quote unquote like coaching mindset, sometimes I can be unregulated and get caught off guard by something and for me to like respond or to try and like serve the client at that moment or in that scenario would be a huge disservice and could possibly be like unfortunate for our relationship which we don't want and so we set those boundaries not just for us and for our energy but also keeping other people's um, like our relationship with other people in mind.
0: Mm -hmm. And I mean, you talked about that in the coaching sense, but that could absolutely apply to personal relationships as well, right? Um, Where we have not taken care of ourselves, not upheld a boundary, and now we feel resentment towards someone or we show up for a conversation or a conflict with that person in an unregulated state or a salty state, or whatever (laughs) you want to call it. Um, And now we're reacting in a way that we don't want to, and the relationship can be harmed. Um, We can say things that we don't want to say or don't mean to say, um, and take things personally, and all of that kind of stuff can arise. So ultimately, these setting these boundaries is going to benefit yourself and everyone involved.
1: Oh, yeah. And I think like, It's something to really get used to. And I think when I like (laughs) reminisce about my boundary setting kind of like process, especially in my relationship with Brandon, it was very hard for me to set boundaries, not because he made it hard, but because I was like, well, if I say no to this now, that means it's off the table forever. And right. I didn't want to like limit myself or our relationship, especially in the early days. So I would let so many things kind of just like happen when I wasn't like ready for them. And mostly mm-hmm. like conversations is what I'm referring to. Um But being able to recognize that you can set a boundary one day and you can change your mind on it another day has been very helpful, especially when it comes to, for me, like having certain conversations at certain times, I find it very challenging if I'm worn out from the day to then sit down and have like a very in-depth conversation, or maybe even just like touching on a topic that I'm just like not that into in the moment. It's really hard for me to give it my all. But I like the practice of just being able to say, hey, can we pause this right now? I'm not able to give it my all or give you my best right now. Could we circle back? And Mm -hmm. so adding on like the boundary, but also making space for what the other person needs in the moment too. For sure. Yeah, that's a big
0: piece and an important piece of boundary setting is we do need to consider other people's needs inside of that. Right. So that's a great example where in that moment you've set a boundary to protect your own energy, um, but also you're not saying, hey, we can never have this conversation or like that need of yours is just not going to be met because I'm setting a boundary. Right. Um, We see this more in romantic relationships, for sure, and partnerships like that where we need to be more mindful of the other person's needs and kind of find that middle ground. Um, and I think that's, that sometimes can get lost if we get too far into this, like, no, I have this boundary, like I am upholding it with all of my being. Um, and it can be really easy to kind of forget who's on the other side, um, Mm -hmm. and that there's needs there. So it, it definitely is a fine line. There's that middle ground that we love so much there. Um, but with that, let's kind of, why don't we give some examples of, kind of boundaries that we maybe have for ourselves in our personal lives. And then we can talk about coaching a little bit. Sure. Um, and maybe that will resonate with some of you listening. Um, maybe you've set similar boundaries, or maybe these are ones that might be beneficial to you, but we'll just share a few. So that conversation one is a great one. Um, I find myself doing that with Brad too, of just being able to say, Hey, I, I, I can't have this conversation right now, or I had a really long day, or, you know, can we talk about this another time? Um, I find that if I'm feeling really triggered or reactive in a conversation, I'll often like to do that. Um, and I think we, I can't remember where we first heard this, but I know that you guys used to practice this too, of like the 24 hour rule mm, Yeah, where, if you're not feeling present for a conversation, it's your responsibility to bring it back up within 24 hours. Um, so that it's not on that person to bring it up again and have to like push that boundary again. Right. You're taking the responsibility to bring the conversation up again in the future. That's been really helpful for us.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What else for personal ones?
1: Um, I mean, I know that if I have too much socialization, I'm a shell of myself. So if I know I have like a busy week, be it like with work staff or with just like social commitments or things like that, I will per- purposely like schedule an event-free weekend or mm-hmm. vice versa. If I know the weekend prior is busy, I'm going to do my best to say no to things during the week. And it's funny the timing because I've been noticing myself slip in this because there's been so many, um, either like special events lately or people going away and this being like the only opportunity to see them or just like other things happening. And I've been almost overloading myself with social things that in the moment have felt really fulfilling, which is weird for me. But then I go through the week and I'm like, oh, cool I'm not drained yet this is sick so I'll plan some things for the weekend and then come Monday like it's like a full week later I'm like okay I am burnt the fuck out yeah
0: yeah so it's like okay where where can we kind of check in with ourselves midweek, um to kind of prevent that from happening
1: yeah and I have this like internal dialogue about like not being flaky I've been called flaky before and that's like really stung but I'm trying to be okay with this idea of like I can cancel plans. Mm-hmm. I can I can say no and it's kind of like what we talk about with coming back to a conversation like the 24-hour rule. It's like I can say no now and I can reschedule. Like For sure. you can always reschedule something and friends like people in your life will understand that. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, the social thing is an interesting one. And I think it. if any of you are introverts like Nicola and I um, who have a more like extroverted partner, that can be something that can be a challenging conversation mm-hmm. as well Um, of really just learning how to kind of like ebb and flow and kind of find that groove in doing things and having those social outings, but at the same time still having that time alone um, and having our partners, you know, go out and be the social humans that they are. Um, That's been definitely a learning process for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Other personal ones, um, definitely sleep is one for me. So I am a different human based on whether I get six or seven and a half plus hours of sleep. Um, If I'm getting less than seven and a half, it's not ideal. Um, so (laughs) I, yeah, like seven is like maybe manageable, but that's beyond the point. Um, the point here is I have some pretty strict boundaries on my bedtime, um, and what time I'm going to bed. And so I won't like schedule plans. Um, I'll, you know, have that conversation with Brad of like, I need to be in bed at this time. It's really hard to uphold when he's like, let's watch another episode or like, <laughs> do you want to watch a show? Um, so those can be difficult, but ultimately in that situation, communicating the importance of sleep to him um, and like why it's important to me is generally enough to like not have him pushing that boundary. And I think that that goes a long way in any situation where you're communicating boundaries is just really helping the other person know like why it's important to you. Um, And that can kind of save any of like, not maybe all of it, but some of the taking it personally um, or the negative emotions that arise from, from those conversations.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, That kind of prompted me to think about um, conversations I've had with Brandon, but also something I talk about um, with clients a lot is this idea of like having conversations about someone's goals and putting boundaries up around that so be it nutrition or something entirely different um, having a conversation about your goals with whoever is like going to be in your life enough to affect how that goes for you so say it's a nutrition goal having a conversation with the people you live with whether it's family or friends um, about like how you are going to be navigating your nutrition and what kind of supports that you would like. So boundaries can be also like asking for things. It's not always like a straight up no. It's like, hey, can we do this? Um, And having conversations about that kind of stuff. So for example, if someone is like in a diet phase and they need to be taking their kind of like nutrition, maybe they're counting macros and they need to be a little bit more accurate, Maybe they want to say like, hey, just so you know, I'm not going to be going out for X or Y with you. I'd be happy to join you, but like, please don't put any pressure on me to, you know, partake in something that you're doing as just one of many examples. Mm -hmm. Um, So that can be another way we set boundaries is around like our goals and our needs for those kind of um, temporary kind of things.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's such a good point. Um, And a big one that we talk with our clients a lot you know, um, around just sharing that with the people in their lives um, and sharing why, sharing why it's important.
1: Yeah. So like one of mine recently was, um, I've been noticing Brandon and I had a tendency to go out to eat quite a few times a week. And I was like, hey, like this just isn't conducive to what I want. We're also like spending money that I would prefer we didn't right now. And so like, could we put a boundary around how often we go out to eat? Mm -hmm. Um, And if you want to go, I'm more than happy to say goodbye, have fun, and you can go out with buddies. Um, But know that like, that's for me a limit right now. And that Mm. was a fairly easy conversation. um, But it gets tricky when like, bigger life events are coming up, like it's coming up on wedding season, um, when there's birthday parties, things like that. And So being able to have your boundaries known ahead of time and be able to decide like how you want to approach that again, knowing that your boundaries can shift, they don't always have to be hard and and fast. fast. Yeah. Um, they can shift a little bit, but like at, at the end of the day, what is like that baseline boundary that you still want to uphold to feel good about, Mm -hmm. you know, what you've been accomplishing?
0: Yeah. What are some boundaries for coaches to consider inside of business and coaching?
1: Oh, there's lots. (laughs) Um, one that stands out to me is like knowing your scope. And putting up pretty strong boundaries around things that you can and cannot engage with, not to say you can't hold space for these conversations, but where the boundaries are in terms of what you're doing for giving advice or suggestions Mm -hmm. and recognizing where your expertise kind of ends and where you need to refer out. That's a pretty important one.
0: Yeah, medical conditions and mental health are the two big ones that pop up inside of the nutrition space for sure. Um, And it's really, really easy to creep that line and push that boundary for the sake of supporting our clients. But again, ultimately they're going to benefit more from seeking a qualified professional for those situations versus us trying to, you know, whether it's where, doing our own research and trying to implement without like the actual education or, you know, we're talking about conversations that could be re-traumatizing and bringing up harm in that capacity, right? There's so many things inside of that. So that's a really, really good one. And having that conversation ahead of time, most boundaries in, in coaching is about having the conversation ahead of time, right? is setting that expectation up front. So that's a big one. Another one that we talk about all the time with our coaches inside the coach mentorship is communication expectations, right? So it's really great to make it clear right off the bat of where can your clients reach you, you know? Um, So our clients know they're not messaging us on Instagram with questions about their coaching, right? We have the platform that we use, their questions, comments, thoughts all go in there, um, and then we also have dedicated response time, so they know kind of what kind of response that they can expect from us, how quickly those types of things. Really, really supportive. What else?
1: Um, I'm trying to think. What else? Let's try to think of one more. Um. Oh no.
0: I think like work-life balance boundaries.
1: What do you mean by that?
0: So making sure that you are setting a boundary in place for creating time away from work. Mm -hmm. Um, So whether that's you're taking weekends off, whether that's you're cutting off your work at a specific time per day, um, those types of things, because especially if you run your own business, it's really easy to just be on all the time. Um, and ultimately, that can lead to burnout and resentment and a whole whack of things that are going to limit your ability to show up for your clients um, and limit the longevity of your coaching.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. That makes me think of another one, which is like how, not like where you're communicating, but how you're communicating. So something that we've started to do when we onboard clients is talk about like our expectations and our process behind like responding to someone or not responding to someone if they have been quote unquote, like ghosting. So for instance, if someone misses a check-in, we have the conversation right up front that if you miss a check-in, we will assume that everything's okay and that you don't need support unless you tell us otherwise. Mm-hmm. It becomes um kind of like a a roundabout way of uh, getting a hold of people <laughs> when we're all we're both just coughing. Yeah. <laughs> when we're always playing like this tag game trying to catch up with clients. Um and what we've learned through talking this out with a few people with different like communication styles um, neurodivergence is that some people find it actually um, what's the word I'm looking for
0: annoying as fuck
1: annoying (laughs) or like detrimental for us Mm -hmm. to reach out when they weren't expecting it for example I had a client who missed a check-in but it wasn't for any reason other than she was doing really well and she didn't feel like she needed it but I reached out and was like, Hey, you missed your check-in. Just wanted to see if everything was okay. And instead of that feeling like comforting to her, like, Oh, Hey, my coach is thinking about me. She was like, Oh fuck, I'm doing something wrong. Mm -hmm. And that kind of made her feel like a little bit of guilt and shame, which is not what I wanted it to do. Yeah. But because I didn't understand what she was needing in those moments, I wasn't able to like, fully show up for her Mm -hmm. so having those conversations up front setting those expectations and those boundaries around what you will and will not do initially knowing that you can adjust them once you have more information absolutely and so that's like some thoughts for coaches and then if you are a client
0: who is in a coaching relationship on the client end absolutely you can ask about those things with your coach too, and kind of co collaborate in setting those boundaries together so that you're both clear on expectations. Cause ultimately, as I've said, 5,000 times today, it's going to benefit both sides. Um, so if you are a client and those boundaries haven't been set in your relationship, don't be scared to ask your coach about it or bring it up. If it's going to kind of bring you clarity, um, or help you feel a little bit more at ease with what's going on.
1: Yeah, I think that can be really hard to um, when you're on the client side, especially if you're feeling like you you're in one of those kind of hierarchical relationships where like the coach is like the expert and it might feel weird or like a lot harder to set your own boundaries inside oh. of that because it's like, OK, I'm in their space. They're coaching me. They're providing me with a service. So I'm going to do what they say. Right. But A lot of systems and like ours used to be set up like this too, were set up in a way that served us as a coach first and foremost. And we weren't always aware of like what the client might be needing or like the differences within our group of clients. Mm -hmm. So that's been something that's been very helpful for us and for clients. And now being a client in a space where I don't feel like I can set my own boundaries is very like jarring. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's again, there's a middle ground there where the coach is there to support and provide some structure and provide some guidance and stuff like that. But ultimately the client is the expert of themselves and the client knows kind of what's going to support. Well, generally sometimes as clients, we don't know what the fuck we need. (laughs) I mean, I feel like that a lot lately. Um, but we're kind of aware of our own boundaries too. So being able to have that conversation and find that common ground there knowing that like a coach isn't necessarily going to be able to change exactly everything that they're Mm -hmm. doing right and that's
1: a really important point is that you might have a boundary in mind and it might not be a perfect like Um, execution. It might have to be something the two of you work towards and kind of find common ground or Mm -hmm. like a compromise on to fit you both adequately. Yeah. So something that comes to mind for me is like meal plans. Like I have a hard boundary that I will not write a meal plan, but for clients who are like, I would love a meal plan. What do you do in that situation? Right? Like their boundary is that they're not going to track macro. So how do you come up with Something that is not a meal plan and something that is not macro tracking or like mm-hmm. what's the process that the two of you decide on. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a just an ongoing conversation between you and the client, right?
0: Yeah. Um, and yeah, finding that, finding that middle ground. Those ones are tricky for sure. Um, okay, so then if it comes to kind of setting a boundary, the I guess process, bitches love a process, love the step by step. Um, would be number one, just kind of like developing an awareness, right, of your energy, emotionally, mentally, physically. Um, And then from there, kind of picking out some situations or people or conversations where those boundaries may need to be made. And then I would always recommend kind of just like we do with like habits of like picking like the lead domino, you know, out of all of the areas where you would like to set a boundary, where is one that's going to kind of have a ripple effect or a domino effect on your overall energy, um, and kind of starting there and moving through that list as at a pace that kind of feels good for you. I think if we're trying to set like a million at one time, it's just kind of also like starting like 5 billion habits at the same time (laughs) can feel really overwhelming. And then none of it gets upheld
1: Or you just have a brand new life
0: yeah or that
1: <laughs> <laughs> have um, you had that experience <laughs> no yeah <laughs> no I have not yeah on Monday I'm gonna set all my boundaries yeah uh yeah that doesn't um, usually work like that but it's all like fine and good as long as the people you're communicating your boundaries to uphold them so what happens when people don't uphold your boundaries
0: this Give is a where situation my,
1: my salt gets sprinkled in. Right. Um, well, about to go off, <laughs> go off baby. At this present moment, I have a nutrition coach in three different scenarios. Now I have had challenging weeks. I have known what I have done or have not done and have in my check-in said, Hey, not looking for tough love here literally just looking for some suggestions or to hold space and what I have gotten in return is hey I'm gonna give you some tough love right and every time I'm like what the actual fuck I said I don't want or need that right now Mm -hmm. and it's absolutely infuriating that's super frustrating
0: yeah where you've communicated it up front it's there it's out
1: in the open and it's like completely disregarded yeah yeah And I mean, like now I have to go back and double check, like where I can be more clear with these boundaries. And ultimately like the relationship isn't going to continue um, because it's just like three strikes are out kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And you don't have to give them any chances. If someone disregards your boundary once, yeah, yeah, you can leave, you can change, you can do whatever you need to do Mm -hmm. to make yourself feel better. But for this case, I was like, well, I mean, I'm in a contract We're riding it out. So what can I do now to like alleviate my discomfort, make myself feel a little bit better and to kind of like mitigate the relationship where it's at? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's tough,
0: especially in that situation. Um, I honestly don't even, my like kind of initial thought is to remove yourself from even like being able to have that conversation, which unfortunately in this situation looks like either ghosting right and not doing a check-in or bullshitting your check-in which is also trash
1: yes but get this this is a nice little nugget about me I'm so fueled by spite that I'm going to keep checking in and keep, keep saying being that. completely honest yeah and come and keep saying this is not what I'm looking for yeah just so I can see if they're gonna learn and change right yeah <laughs> let us know how that goes will do how much longer do you have uh like three weeks yeah okay yeah but uh, that's been a learning process in itself and a good friend of mine I was chatting to her um, about this the other day and I was getting all fired up and she's like Kate. she asked for my permission that beautiful angel she's like can I just point out something and you can hate it or you can tell me to shut up but she's like is this not just like the most beautiful learning opportunity for you and your coaching? And I was like, oh yes, fuck off. Yeah. (laughs) You're completely right. I'm like, Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. I
0: mean, that's something we talk about all the time inside the coach mentorship is, you know, being, having that boundary with our clients of, Hey, do you want feedback right now? Hey, do you want an action item list? You know, do you want just space to be held or heard? Um, I'll hold you.
1: Smaddle. We'll yeah.
0: swaddle and hug all our clients. I would love. That. Um, uh, but yeah, it's frustrating and like we could just go off here. The fact that this is another nutrition coaching situation obviously is like a little bit more personal for us. Um <laughs> but yeah, it can be tough when it's not received or it's not understood. And in those scenarios, we have a few different options one is just to continue pushing it and two is to remove ourselves from like remove the situation where that opportunity to be disregarded is even coming up Mm -hmm. right and unfortunately in some
1: situations that's not an option right like what if it's happening like with someone at work and you can't quit your job yeah and you have to keep working with those people so yeah obviously it's easier said than done and like there's a lot of privilege even just to say like. It's for something, it's coaching for me. Yeah. It's not something that my life depends on. Right, yeah. Yeah, so um, looking at, is there a different way
0: you can have the conversation, right? So in this situation, mm-hmm. if it's written, maybe, and again, this might not be available, but can you have a conversation with them face-to-face, right? Um, can you explain it in a different way? Mm-hmm. Does it need to be a, hey, when this happens, this is how it makes me feel thing so that they understand, you know, how it's making you feel because a lot of times too, this stuff happens and the person on the other side doesn't necessarily understand, like they're not meaning to make you feel a certain way. They think they're doing good, right? So if we're not bringing to light that, hey, this is actually making us feel this way, whether or not that's how it was intended, That can be helpful sometimes too.
1: Yeah, it's just like, it's really frustrating to know this, but also to recognize that all of us as humans are going to do harm Mm -hmm. because we can't always know what the other person wants and needs or is going to feel. And so instead of like pretending that we're not going to do harm, it's like, well, how do we set ourselves up to be able to reconcile that afterwards? Absolutely. Um, And so that's definitely a process, but it's also just like infuriating to be the person who has that boundary and to also be the one who seems to be responsible now for making it heard, making it understood. Right. Um, And I'm not necessarily saying that's this situation because again, like it's a pretty low barrier kind of thing. I don't Mm -hmm. have a problem having that conversation, but you could see how like in a more complex relationship, it would feel very unfair and infuriating to constantly be the one who's not being heard and having to work hard and put in the extra effort to have your needs met yeah yeah that's
0: yeah we see that so often with the clients we work with inside of their relationships whether they're romantic relationships or friendships um, or relationships with their parents that's a big one
1: that comes (sighs) up so (laughs)
0: it, uh, yeah, it's tough. And we're not saying by any means that setting these boundaries are easy. Um, But I think too, one beautiful thing that can come of this is the more you set them and the more you uphold them, the quote unquote, easier it gets. um, Because you're able to kind of troubleshoot those situations, you're able to learn how to communicate them a little bit more effectively, right? Um, And how to maybe uh, change that communication based on the type of boundary or the person in front of you. Right. Um, and I think an important thing in these situations too, is all that we can control is our communication. We can't control how the other person is going to take it or what their response is
1: mm-hmm.
0: and letting go of that and kind of like being ready for things to go, not to plan <laughs> um, is part of part of uh, effective boundary setting as well. Right. Again, easier said than done. Um, some cert- situations, it's very easy. I'm just like, go fuck yourself. Um, mm, I like those ones <laughs> a lot. But other situations, it's hard. And we, it's especially hard when we don't want to hurt the other person, right? And they're generally not intentionally trying to do us harm either. Um, and I think that that's important to remember as well so that we can try to find some common ground inside of that. Mm-hmm. Lots of... Um, I'm just thinking of of think again and all the conversations we had inside of the book club about um, like changing people's minds and, you know, having those conversations. So some good takeaways from that, but
1: for sure. Um, I thought of two other areas in which boundaries are pretty big. One is in terms of giving and receiving feedback. Mm -hmm. So not necessarily referring to coaching, but just like feedback in life. Um, The other is social media. Absolutely. in both cases, I know I have ranted about this to you numerous times, but I am not interested in feedback from people who are not also like, to quote Brene Brown, in the arena with me. Right. So like when it comes to social media, I'm not interested in getting feedback about my posts from people who aren't also trying to educate and run a business online. I just straight up don't give a shit. Yeah. You don't understand the nuance. You don't understand the difficulty Yeah, and all, that's it. Well, and were- sorry, I'm just going to interrupt.
0: Yeah, Unsolicited go. feedback, don't do it. Don't. You know, like if you feel so inclined to give someone feedback, especially through social media, ask them first, ask for permission. Because there's a human behind that screen and you don't know what they're thinking, what they're going through. And that unsolicited feedback could be so triggering for them Um, beyond turning someone super salty, like Nicola here, it could be, it could do harm. And we forget that because there's like this screen and we forget that there's like an actual fucking human behind there. So unsolicited feedback, let's just not,
1: anyways. And like, people are like, well, I'm just doing it because I want to help you and I'm like, that's not, are you, or are you helping yourself? Exactly. How good do you feel after you've solved my problem for me? Like probably pretty good.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There was a, I had to check myself yesterday because there was a coach who wrote this post about carbohydrates and insulin and how like your body can only absorb 40 grams of carbohydrates in one sitting. And she was like, spewing all of this misinformation about insulin and blood sugar and stuff. And I was just like, I wrote up like, can you please show me the paper, the research paper that like says this? And I was like getting ready to send it. And I was like, you just, no, I just didn't do it. I just turned my phone off. I was like, this is not helping anyone except for myself to like, feel like I've done my part in like calling someone out, but like, she's still going to go on with her misinformation you know?
1: And I'm trying to think about like, I had a conversation with another coach who we are pretty close with. And it was the same kind of thing where they had reposted something that I didn't agree with. And I got really heated and I was like, what the fuck? Like, how come they're posting this kind of thing? And I kind of had like two minds about it. One was like, I'm not sure that they register what they just posted in a way that it's like affected me. Right. Two, who am I to tell them what to post? Mm-hmm. It's completely their page. Yeah. And in that particular case, I decided to reach out to them. And instead of saying like, hey, you're doing this wrong, I simply asked a question like, just out of curiosity, what was the basis? Like, what did you find valuable in this post? And what what are you reposting it for? And mm-hmm. through that, their rationale was completely different than what I initially took it as, which was right. really helpful for me. Did I still like agree with it? No. No. Did we have a great conversation about it? Absolutely. So did I like learn and recognize more nuance in what they were talking about for sure. Did yeah. they also? Yes. And so yeah. it was productive. But it yeah. could have gone a different way if I had been like what the fuck. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And then they're on the defense.
0: Yeah. Right? So how how we approach those conversations and asking questions is a really great way mm-hmm. to approach those conversations. Um it's tough in the online space because there is there's so much nuance in nutrition, um, which is important to remember, but also there is straight up bullshit where someone posts something and it's straight up fucking not true and like could be harmful to people. And so it's really hard in those situations to be, you know, approach it in that like grounded sense. Um, but ultimately, again, if we are trying to quote unquote influence others or have them change their behaviors or change their mind, approaching that from common ground and like a grounded place is going to have a way 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 bigger chance of that outcome than attacking
1: them true and at the end of the day even if you don't agree with what they're posting they're so human beings that's that their boundaries deserve to be upheld too and so Absolutely. asking like hey ken are you open to talking about this are you open to feedback are you open to a question mm-hmm. like those kind of things can be really helpful and if they say no cool
0: yeah that's it yeah it's right. not your responsibility by
1: any means I've also yeah. noticed that lots of people are putting like a boundaries highlight section on their Instagram which I think is like really cool and really smart but also like as if we're at that point where we have to do that where seriously people are getting so bombarded yeah with stuff that's yeah. just like goes and crosses boundaries so yes yeah. both frustrating and interesting
0: yeah yeah, there's a lot. Social media could be a discussion for a whole pod epi, um, but definitely a spot to put boundaries on um, and also just like audit your consumption and what you're choosing mm-hmm. to consume on there. That's a boundary that you can absolutely set for yourself um, and one that most of us could benefit from for sure.
1: Yes. Yeah,
0: but hopefully you still follow us. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: um. Okay, well- was there anything else you wanted to touch on today? Uh, I don't think so. No? No.
0: The random vibes and around. are kind of
1: like at the peak right now. So right. anything further might just spiral into Nicola's unregulated as fuck.
0: Okay. Well, maybe we'll stop recording and I'll let Nicola go off because, you know, that's important sometimes too, but sometimes we just want to be mindful of the spaces that we're doing that in.
1: Okay. But I'm really excited for our fuck yes and fuck no. Okay, mostly the fuck no, and it's completely unrelated to anything we've been talking about, but it is very upsetting to me. So I'm gonna start with a fuck no, and you can okay. come in with a fuck yes after. Okay. Girl guide cookies are so terrible nowadays. <laughs> Why do they suck so much? What's different? I haven't had them forever. What's different? It's about like them? they changed the production. They changed ingredients. They are just. Pathetic excuses for cookies. Wow, that's upsetting because the vanilla right? ones used to be friggin They used to be hit. so good. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Oh. They're gross enough that I'm not even eating them. And wow. that is shocking. Because usually yeah. I'm still like a cookie, is still a cookie. Right.
0: It's
1: that's just... super unfortunate.
0: Why? Okay, but what's your fuck yes cookie?
1: What's your favorite cookie? The ones I personally make yeah your cookies are good I make really fucking good cookies and I make these monster cookies I've been making them recently gluten-free for a a sweet sweet friend of mine and even gluten-free they're delicious they're monster Uh cookies and I make them with gluten-free rice krispies gluten-free oats peanut butter bunch of different kinds of chocolate in them
0: yeah sometimes
1: I put I'll call them trash cookies and put like Chip crumbs or pretzels or like M Ms on top. Yeah, yeah, they're so good.
0: Pretzels would
1: be good. <sighs> yeah, that's
0: delicious. A little salty, a little sweet. Yeah, Vanessa's like Gaines dough cookies. Oh yeah, are yeah. so fucking good.
1: They're so yeah, good. different style of cookie for sure. Different that's like that's like that's thick,
0: <laughs>
1: We both chunkies. did this with our hands. Yeah, <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> they're
1: so good. Oh my god. Yeah, they're <gasps> good.
0: Yeah. I could give away her secrets because we made them for our a fundraiser, but I'm not going to
1: give away the secret. Yeah,
0: they're amazing. Um, also, do you like oatmeal raisin cookies? No. Wow. Okay. I'm
1: going to say no, because like oatmeal cookies, great. Right. Raisins, also, so you great. don't like ginger molasses cookies. I yes. hate ginger. No. Okay, and molasses cookies. Ginger in like cooking, delicious. Molasses, instant headache. Oh, I love it. Like Starbucks a ginger cookie? No, 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 yeah. yeah. We learned that. Jordan learned that the hard way. Um, oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> but Starbucks. So I used to work at Starbucks and they have oatmeal raisin and ginger snap cookies. And those, both of them warmed up in the like oven that they have at Starbucks, is like, oh. I'm like drooling thinking about it so good so good and they're like uh, massive
1: now I can't take you seriously everything <laughs> you've said today is <laughs> <sighs> you're like who are you yeah no I knew those those about you and I accepted you just for mm-hmm. okay well I mean those
0: are some fuck yes cookies I'm trying to think of other fuck yeses but
1: I mean... Uh, this morning when I went out for my first walk I was gonna say fuck yes to spring being here and now it's pissing rain so I'm like oh, cool cool our day was opposite it was cloud well it's still kind of cloudy out. Um,
0: I love when we do these I just am always looking around and I'm like what's the weather like what books am I reading like <laughs> like god forbid there be something else that we could like think about for a fuck yes and fuck no you know that's just always where my head goes except mm-hmm. for I do have this disco ball that you gave me in front of me you it, laughed like,
1: when I gave it to you I know but it's cute look at hi buddy it's so cute yeah and if you put it in a sunbeam the light that it the light goes yeah yeah it's really pretty
0: yeah super pretty
1: okay that's my it podcast was just a really cute store that I got it from and it was a really cute old lady and she yeah. was like I was like how much are they t- these disco balls she's like oh well they're free with purchase and I was like but I want four of them yeah <laughs> and she was like uh okay they're five dollars yeah nice <laughs> no they're so cute Bitches so the disco ball
0: bis- disco ball is a fuck yes and then also just like those thoughtful gifts
1: yeah those
0: are fuck yeses yeah so being on the giving end and the receiving end
1: yeah I like both I yeah. really like both yep yep okay well that's good for today
0: Um, we're going to wrap it up. We're supposed to record another epi after this, but we're going to check in with Nicholas salt situation and see what's going on. Um, (laughs) so as always, thanks for listening. If you want more from us, head on over to the gram at paradigm nutrition underscore. We are
1: in the middle of launching our rebrand. Yeah. Take a peek at the new beautiful graphics.
0: Yes. Beautiful logo, beautiful colors. We're super excited about it. Our girl Sam did that. So maybe we'll take her in the show notes here if you need branding or website or any visuals done for your biz. Um, and yeah, that's that. That's that. I'm going to leave you? Nicola's on, yeah, Nicola to do her thing
1: so she doesn't get mad at me. Catch you on the flippy floop. Okay. <laughs> bye, everybody. <laughs> bye. Oh, it
0: was so high pitched.